morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another thrilling and thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 382, titled Stupid Is As Stupid Does. Today, we'll be taking the time to define the line in the sand and establish what really matters. And I want to state at the outset that mindset matters, but what really matters is going to be a little bit different to each of us. We each have to decide for ourselves what is the line in the sand? When, uh, at what point do we stand up and fight back? You know, we, we, we need to brace ourselves. In other words, you know, have you heard the words, sir, you have to wear a mask, sir, you have to wear a mask. How many times have you heard that? How many times has it sent chills down your spine? Sir, you have to wear a mask. How many times have you just gone along with it? Because maybe you needed groceries or, or because, you know, you had an appointment or because, you know, whatever. It just wasn't worth the hassle of saying no. How many times have you just gone along with it? And how many times have you really stopped to reflect on the implications of forced masking? Sir, you have to mask up. Now, I bring this up because early in the pandemic, when the when the government was telling everybody they had to cover their face and stifle their speech and restrict their breathing, if they, you know, if you wanted to participate in life, you know, participate in public, you got to mask up. And I was just bristling at the notion. I thought, no way. I looked into the masks and the masks don't work. I made a spiffy presentation that showed that it's mathematically impossible for masks to work. I pointed to the CDC and the NIH and the WHO and the decades of blue ribbon scientific studies that had proven repute, uh, repeatedly that masks do not stop virus from spreading. You know, masks are worthless. There are over 65 studies that show masks are harmful. Therefore, I will not be wearing a mask. Period. That's, you know, that's my conviction. That's where I that's where I've been from the very beginning. And so personally, I chose to disconnect from any place or anyone who attempted to force a mask on my face. I adamantly refused and I was vocal about it. No, I will not wear a mask. I will not cover my face, you effing Nazis. And no, I sure as hell don't have to cover my face, especially just because you told me to. Who the hell are you? If you think I have to wear a mask, go ahead and come on over here and try to put one on me. The second you touch me, I have every right to annihilate you and self-defense. That was how I felt about it. And that's still how I felt about it. Now, having this conversation countless times, it was always surprising to me how many people thought I was crazy. I mean, they looked at me like I was just a nutcase, you know, like, come on, what's the big deal here? Just mask up. Come on, dude, do your part. Can't you read the sign? And of course, my favorite one was like, is this really the, is this really the hill you want to die on, Luke? Like you're making a big deal about me, <clears throat> but really, and for me, the answer was yes, this was the hill I was willing to die on. If I can't breathe freely as a human being, then I'm not free, right? I would rather live out in the woods, scraping by a self-subsistent lifestyle, breathing as a free human being, just as my ancestors did before me. I would rather, I would choose that than, be mas or than, than to just you know accept being masked up and being locked down and treated like a lab rat and a slave. But of course, I'm a little bit crazy. I get that. I'm not normal. That's fine. But here's the thing. 
I'm right. <laughs> I actually have a little sign that says, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. Uh, if I'm right, I believe that I'm right. I mean, we all believe that we're right, but I, I'm right here in principle, and I want to try to explain this a little bit. It doesn't mean that you know, it's wrong to wear a mask or anything like that. The point is that it's a, it's a personal choice. Nobody has the right to cover your face. Nobody has the authority to restrict your breathing or steal your smile or stifle your expression or violate you in this way. Nobody has the right, not the state, not the CDC, not the global Gestapo or the police. Nobody, nobody has that right to violate you. Not now, not ever. And yet, and yet. Every time people comply with all these demands, all the local petty tyrants, you know, whether it's the dimwit, you know, twit behind the counter, sir, you got to wear a mask, you know, or, or it's the local health officials, whatever, you know, anytime somebody's demanding, you got to wear a mask and people comply, it's condoning the tyranny. It's propagating the lie and enshrining this assumption that someone has the authority to force a mask on everyone else's face. And since the vast majority of people seem to believe this lie, that someone has the authority to demand they mask up, then the government officials and the local petty tyrants, they continue to assume that this authoritarian impulse to cover people's face is somehow justified. It's for the sake of public health and safety. It's for the greater good. And thus, the precedent has been set. They can mask you up anytime for any reason they want. For any reason that isn't even remotely linked to public health and safety, they can completely violate your natural human rights. The government assumes that they have the authority to make you mask up. They don't have that authority, just to be very, very clear here. But the problem is they assume that they do. And quite unfortunately, the majority of people assume that they do, too. That's the big, big issue here. And there's a, the reason I'm bringing this up, friends, I put a little screenshot here um, in the report. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to check out this screenshot here. And it's talking about New York's apocalyptic air crisis. You know, oh, it's it's deadly smoke coming from the Canadian wildfires and, and people are being urged to wear masks as toxic air quality alerts go on. You know, sirens are going off, alarms and bell. It's too much. You know, New Yorkers are donning their masks or being told to stay inside and and Here's a few things I want to point out about that, okay? First, the New York City officials are recommending face masks. They strongly suggest people mask back up. They're giving masks out for free, and people are being urged to use them. You see, it's not a demand per se. It's just very high-pressure social conditioning, and so most people are going along with it. However, and this is glorious, in an epic slip that will likely be redacted, the New York Times accidentally let the cat out of the bag. The, they, they reported that these masks ultimately fail against smoke particles, which is why they say it's best to stay inside. According to the authorities, the masks aren't going to keep all the smoke out. I mean, some maybe, but they, ultimately they fail. So it's best just to stay inside. The third thing I want to point out here is that Regardless of the actual science, regardless of the laws of physics, people are going to happily comply. They're going to put on their worthless face masks and believe that it's keeping them safe from whatever invisible, whatever the invisible enemy happens to be. 
whatever's threatening them right now, whether it's, you know, it's airborne pollutants, toxic air quality or another virus or what have you. There's a there's the point here. And now, to be fair, just to you know, try to be well-rounded here, I understand that masks do filter out some of the particles, you know, saying super smoggy, super smoky, polluted air. And keeping some of the particles out of your lungs is probably better than keeping none of the part- particles out of your lungs. But that's, you know, in theory. That said, uh, you know, the logic about wearing masks for smoke particles, particles and all that, it doesn't hold for viruses because viruses are much smaller than smoke particles and all that. But that's not really the point here. The point is, the point I want to emphasize is that the social conditioning and the public's acceptance of the state's supposed authority to impose mask mandates, that's what needs to be addressed here. They assume they have the authority for whatever reason, and they don't. And for me, it's the principle of the matter. Again, it's the hill I'll die on, right? Because in the raw is sensed, you know, just to be real raw, real blunt here, I would rather die than comply. Okay, now I may choose to comply rather than die, but I, that's the principle. I would rather die than comply. I would fight to the death to, be, to breathe freely as a free human being. I mean, I might put on a mask in some situations for whatever reason, But it would always be a matter of choice, as in I chose to put on a mask because it was beneficial, but certainly not because someone was trying to forcefully cover my face. Does that make sense? I'm kind of splitting hairs here. You know, it may seem like I'm out on a limb, but I think, you know, you probably understand what I'm getting at. You know, no doubt you have heard it said those who would trade safety for freedom deserve neither. Those words are attributed to the great Thomas Jefferson. and. It's a really interesting thought if you think about it. Those who trade, somebody who's willing to give up their freedom for the sake of safety, they actually deserve neither. Strong words, you know, but why do you think that is? Why is it that if somebody's willing to sacrifice their freedom for the sake of safety, why they don't deserve either? Why? 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 What's he getting at here? And of course, for me, the first answer that comes to mind is that these people who forfeit freedom for the illusions of safety, they're just idiots. That's why they don't deserve their freedom or safety, you know, but I mean, they deserve what's coming to them, in other words. But it, it's really, I think it's not that simple because most people want to be safe and they want to be safe more than they want to be free. And this is really, really big because the elites understand this. This is human nature. Safety is linked with survival. It's a, it, you know, it, it's very deep. It's primal. It's primitive instinct. And freedom, on the other hand, is kind of more nebulous. And strictly speaking, freedom is not necessary to survival. We can we can survive even in bondage, uh, at least for the majority of the population. Now, some people are going to say, no, I would rather fight to the death and die rather than be in bondage or be a slave. But for the majority of people, freedom, strictly speaking, is not necessary to survive. So that said. Freedom, it's, it does exist. You know, freedom is an innate aspect of our human nature. So even though people don't realize freedom is, is, is there, it is still there. It manifests prolifically in the natural world. You think, you know, does a horse piss where it pleases? Does a, does a bear poop in the woods kind of a thing? Yes, you know, the, the innate free will, if you will, manifests throughout the natural world. Anyway, freedom, what I'm getting at here, freedom is our natural state. And most people still have no concept of just how powerful this truth actually is, that we are born to be free. Whether we live free 
or we live as slaves to the state. That's a matter of choice, but we are born free. Friends, if it's not obvious, I'm talking in absolutes and ideal ideals here. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really getting at the principle of the matter. And I, I fully acknowledge that life is lived in the gray area there, there, you know, there's, there's some compromise, there's some give and take here, but nevertheless, this is my mindset. You know, that I, I, we need, to, I believe this is the mindset of Thomas Jefferson when he penned the declaration of independence. I believe this was the mindset of the founding fathers as they framed the constitution. And I do believe that this is the proper mindset for all of the proud patriots out there who continue to embody the American spirit today. You know, hence the battle cry, live free or die, you know, give me liberty or give me death. That's the principle here. Sadly, sadly, though, those words, of course, they don't resonate with people like they used to. People now, rather than live free or die or give me liberty or give me death, they say, give me safety, you know, give me protection, give me cradle to grave entitlements, give me government, you know, looking out for me and, and keeping me safe. But let's get practical here. And just you want to get right down to brass tacks. The truth is more and more people are going to continue to forfeit their freedom for the illusion of safety precisely because they've been conditioned to do so. The reason, you know, that doesn't, you know, live free or die doesn't resonate with people is because they've been conditioned to be more docile and compliant. This is what the transformation of human consciousness is all about. It's about subtly but steadily shifting people's beliefs and their perspectives until they no longer realize that they're free, until they really, until they really no longer have the desire to be free, friends. It's, it's domestication. It's husbandry. It's, it's despicable, but it's working. And as proof of that it's working, I think, you know, we got California Governor Gavin Newsom out there. He just proposed a new constitutional amendment to ban so-called assault rifles. And Newsom declared that these common sense gun safety measures are supported by the majority of Americans, whether they're left, right, Republican, Democrat, independents or right down the middle. You know, Newsom believes that the majority of people support these common sense gun safety measures. And the question is, is he right do you think that most Americans support these so-called safety measures to, to ban assault rifles to keep people safe? Do you think people support that? The answer, I think, is that that's probably true. The majority of Americans probably do support gun safety, which is just a bunch of BS. But nevertheless, you know, Newsom, when he says that, and he can say it with a straight face, not just because he's a lying shyster, he can say it because he's referring to the majority of the population, the same majority of the population that voted for Hillary Kankle Clinton. Okay, uh, now Kankles. Anyway, the majority of the population happens to live in the big blue metropolitan areas, but doesn't make them the majority of the country. The majority of the country are all of those bitter clingers out there clinging to their guns and Bibles and dead set on maintaining their barbaric and antiquated beliefs, such as the right to self-defense. You know, uh, I consider myself to be in that camp personally. I am a bitter clinger and I'm proud of it. But, you know, that's the beauty of democracy. You see, if if if, you know, if Newsom can convince the masses that we're going to keep people safe by banning assault weapons, then the ignorant masses get to impose their will upon the minority. 
That's the reality. That's also why we're not a democracy, because we don't want mob rule. And hell no, you can't take my guns out of my dead lifeless fingers, you know. But what we really want, the American way here, what we want is mutual respect. We want life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We want to live free and be left alone. We want to rest at the end of the day, knowing that all of those who have fought and died to protect and preserve our freedoms, they haven't done so in vain. And we just had Memorial Day. That's what it was about. Remembering those who have fallen and made the ultimate sacrifice to protect and preserve our freedoms. That's major. We want to know that our children and our grandchildren are going to enjoy the blessings of liberty just as we have. That America can, can be a beacon of freedom in the world. We want these things. But friends, do we want these things more than we want safety? Do we, do we want freedom more than we want comfort? Do we, do we want liberty more than we want leisure? And I'm asking we, but it's really, do I want freedom more than I want comfort? Do you want freedom more than you want comfort? Do you want liberty more than you want leisure? Which do you value more? And along those lines, where is your line? Your personal line that will not be crossed. They can force you to put a mask on. They can force you to, you know, watch your family member die all alone in isolation. Uh, they can force you to cancel Christmas. What, what can they not do? Where's your personal line? What hill are you willing to fight and die on? For what cause? For what principle? For what reason might you be willing to make the ultimate sacrifice? These are deep and disturbing questions and deeply. And I only ask that because I believe, friends, that the day we each must decide may quickly be upon us. The tyrants will do what the tyrants will do. And stupid is as stupid does. And but as for the rest of us, friends, resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do take the time. Click the link in the email. Go to the website. Click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this thrilling, thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday. Stay thankful. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.